We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Are you a broken vessel, weighted down with discouragement, illness, or perhaps a disability? Well, take heart. Whatever your burden may be, God offers treasures that will transform your life. Hello, dear listeners. You're listening to Broken Vessels, Hidden Treasures. And here are your hosts, Paul and Tabitha Norris. On today's special episode, we're being recorded in the great state of New Jersey. We're pleased to introduce a very dear friend. He's the music director of Parsippany Baptist Church, a husband and father of two precious little girls, and a man who's learned to count it all joy after an unexpected crisis with Lyme disease, Mr. Greg Whitten. We're excited to have you, Greg. Greg, thank you for being on our show today. It's a privilege. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, absolutely. And uh, thank you for inviting me on the show. I'm from Chicago, Illinois, originally. My parents grew up there. I was born in the city. They moved to the suburbs shortly after. Um, I had the benefit of going to a Christian school, uh, pre-K through 12th, which I, I had no idea how much of a blessing that was until later on in life and uh, hearing my parents' story. But they, um, God led me to South Carolina, where I went to Bob Jones University, met my wife down there, and uh, she brought me up to New Jersey. I never envisioned myself moving here. In fact, most people down there said, why would you want to go to New Jersey? And, uh, <laughs> I'm like, uh, well, family, other than that, (laughs) no reason. Uh, You know, most people say it's all paved parking lots and just traffic nonstop. So, um, but it is much better than you would ever imagine. And I'm thankful that I'm able to be close to family. So, very nice. Yeah. So, um, I am quite busy. I go through, um, I work five jobs. So, I do direct music at at our church. And, I'm also a professor at County College of Morris. I teach piano, and I do just about anything you can imagine with music. So when do you sleep, then, with that Um, kind of busy schedule? Well, I kind of figured no one ever died from lack of sleep, so (laughs) I just keep going. (laughs) Well, Greg, you're an ambitious, hardworking guy. Life was running fairly smooth for you until you had the rug ripped out from under you. Tell us what happened. So anyway, um, this summer ended up being... On the surface, one of the worst summers, but when you look at the end result, quite an incredible uh, transformation, you know, has gone on through my life. Um, I was in July, first week of July, I was bit by a tick going on a hike. I was um, hiking with my father in Stokes Forest in um, upper state New Jersey. Uh, Driving back on the highway, I felt this little guy on the back of my head started to try to pull him off. It gave me a little trouble. I pulled over, got the thing off, never thought anything of it. Right. Month later, um, when my sister was visiting us from Georgia, well, uh, I started noticing this big red rash on my side. Solid red, doesn't bother me, doesn't, no pain. Don't think anything of it. Um, I like to... I tend to overdo things in my life. Yeah. So I was playing basketball one day, about 95 degrees out. I played for about five hours, and I developed a pretty severe sunburn. After that, um, I had a terrible fever the next day. Uh, Migraine, I was thinking it was sun poisoning. Well, 
this fever went on for several days. Migraines, same thing. Um, joint pain. I had never had such severe joint pain in all my life. My shoulder, it was just, it was a deep pain. And I, and I never even really understood what joint pain was until that moment mm-hmm. where I just, I would do anything for it to go away. Rash keeps getting bigger. Center of the rash, very hot to the touch. Um, fever is even worse. I, I just don't want to do anything. And that's not like me at all. I'm always on the go. So after about six days of this, um, Jess tells me, you know, you, you got to see, you got to see a doctor and I have no health insurance whatsoever. So there's no way I'm going to go see a doctor. This is going to cost a fortune. What are they going to tell me? Oh, you have a fever, just rest, take it easy. So I'm trying to ride this out. Right. While I'm writing this out, I'm playing for a wedding in Pennsylvania and I don't know what this is yet. So I, I look at the rash. We think maybe it's a bad mosquito bite, spider bite, could be um, West Nile virus. I, we we oh, have no clue. So so I, I wasn't tracking it back to this tick from July. Uh-huh. Um, I was thinking, because I never saw a tick latch on. I never saw um, the tick bite me there. So anyway, I go on. I call a doctor, show him pictures. I actually called a doctor from our church, Rhonda McLean. And uh, she said, you know, you, you got to get this checked out right away. This looks very severe. It looks like Lyme disease. Um, should get it checked out. Um, I'm calling a chiropractor from Sparta. This uh, guy, we call him Dr. John. We play uh, basketball all the time. Very friendly guy. He helps me out quite a bit. Good, good. He says, you know, Greg, you could have meningitis because... I went to urgent care on a Saturday night. They gave me antibiotics. They said, you know, it probably is Lyme. Take this for 10 days. You should be fine. Mm. Well, the next day, I'm, I'm so much worse. Um, pain goes to my head, and um, I, can't, I can't even. All I wanted to do was sit in a bed and be miserable, and I couldn't even do that. I'm in the basement, pitch black. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even survive like this, and I, I had... Um, I had gone from being a guy who would want to go run 10 miles just on the spur of the moment to being wiped out in a bed, joint pain, fatigue, oh, body aches, high fever, migraines. Wow. I couldn't I couldn't even function. Yeah. Well, um, I go to the hospital. Um, my girls are with me. My wife is with me. We go to Morristown Memorial, and we check in. As soon as I tell them that I might have meningitis, must put a mask on right away. They rush us in. My wife is trying to call anyone from our church to watch our girls. And she was able to get a hold of the Chrismans, so they were generous enough to help us out and watch our girls. Um, in, the meantime, I, in the meantime, I go to the emergency room in Morristown, and they run a bunch of checks, and they want to do a spinal tap. Well, this is where things get really interesting. Huh. Um, they give me a spinal tap, which I was nervous about. I've heard horror stories Pretty about rough the things about pi- that, yeah. spinal tap. Yeah. yeah. So I stood very still. I couldn't. One thing in the hospital, I could not tolerate the light for the life of me. Hmm. So sensitive to light. Well, um, the spinal tap did not bother me one bit because all, all I could think about were my headaches and the right. light, and I just wanted that light off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, after the spinal tap, I, I, um, about a half hour later, I asked if I could stand up. I stood up and then all of a sudden this surge of pain rises to my right side of my brain. 
and then to the left side of my brain. Wow. And then I don't remember a thing. In the meantime, my wife, who is incredible, and you'll find out why, she, um, I start to collapse. She catches me because she was anticipating something happening. Huh. Full weight, you know, it's like, you know, imagine someone going totally limp and now you got to catch that right. person. Full weight brings her to the ground and she doesn't know what's happening except that she can see the heart monitor. My heart stops. In the meantime, she's hollering for help. Nurse, doctor, can you help me? Can you help me? I need need help right away. No one comes for a while. I'm on the floor. She's holding me. She's trying to get me up. Doctors finally come in. She gets me up, and then the doctors just kind of watch for a while. They're trying to figure out what was going on. Because they looked at me, and they saw that my eyes were open, and I was kind of looking out. But so they thought maybe I'd just fallen or something. No, I was out and I didn't remember any of this. And they threw me on the bed. And from what they told me later, I was having a seizure, shaking quite a bit. I don't remember any of that. But when I came to, I was drenched in sweat. All the doctors were over me. Mm-hmm. I was panicked, had no idea what had happened. My wife is telling me, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Doctors are telling me the same thing. Um, and I had no clue what had happened. Um, Jessica ended up telling me later, um, when I was out and I found out my heart had stopped for approximately 50 seconds, just flatlined. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was out, Jess told me that I had mentioned to her that I was in a better place and I didn't want to leave. (laughs) Wow. And all I remember was just solid white during this time. Mm. Um, when this was all happening, the doctors were talking to my wife and they were telling her, you know, you need to get a pacemaker in. If he, if he doesn't come to, this could happen again. And she was praying for peace during this because she was trying to have just clear thoughts. And they were going to put a pacemaker in me and my life would totally be different. But oh, yeah. thank God they ended up putting a pick line in. Even that was very uncomfortable. But in the end, um, it was much better than a pacemaker. Right, right. So, um, I mean, you could easily imagine my wife would have left the hospital with my girls and I could have collapsed. And then what happens to me there? So just God's provision in that moment for my wife to be there to, for her her to have clear thoughts Mm -hmm. and to be able to catch me. So we go on next day. They're trying to figure out what in the world happened to me. Um, is this from Lyme disease? That's what they're suspecting. Um, it could be a heart block, um, the line got, got to my heart, caused my heart to stop. So they do a bunch of testing. Eventually, they gave me antibiotics, and they installed a pick line in my arm. And then I was on antibiotics for about 30 days. So that's um, that's my story. It, it escalated for about seven days. And then with the, the antibiotics, um, symptoms went away fairly quickly. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Have you had any unexpected setbacks since then? Or do you feel life has returned to normal? Well, yeah, this is incredible because as quickly as this came and as horrible as I was feeling, it went away just about as fast. So it was about seven days building and it was about seven days trailing off. Praise Um, the Lord. (laughs) Oh, it's incredible because I know people who suffer with chronic Lyme 
in chronic diseases that debilitate them and they they can't function right and what i felt i i it made me it made me um just want to weep for those who suffer with long-term illness because I have a taste of what you feel when you say you have joint pain, when you say you have migraines. Mm -hmm. And I cannot imagine functioning like that. And I'm wondering, how am I going to provide for my family? I have to work five jobs, (laughs) surviving in Jersey, and how am I going to make it? And all those thoughts were going across my head when I I was in the hospital. I I appreciate uh, your mentioning that Jessica, your wife, had been praying that the Lord would give her peace. And one of the beautiful things about being a child of God is the peace that he brings, even in times of intense crisis, like you just went through there. And that's that's just amazing that the Lord was with her every step of the way. Now when you look back, has this experience changed your relationship with God in any way? Absolutely. It's, um, I think most of us, especially, you know, um, the leader of a household, we, we feel like we can control everything. You know, I can just work harder and I'll be able to get this done. And we feel like we can control our lives, especially when we're younger. Right. We're invincible, right? Oh yeah. yeah, Of course. (laughs) Nothing's going to touch me. Right. Exactly. You know, I can take care of my health. I'm going to be fine. Right. If someone has a health challenge, it's because they didn't take care of their health. Oh, yeah, of course. And, um, you know, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's a terrible way to look at it, but when you don't right. deal with physical problems, right. which I really haven't, you don't really think twice about it. Yeah, exactly. um, and, well, anyway, you know, what, what hit me? Little bug that I never really saw, never latched on, that ended up changing my life and almost wiping me out. And God could have easily taken me at that point in my life, and yet he decided to spare me. For what reason? I don't know, except his goodness and grace in my life. Mm -hmm. So I'm overwhelmed by that. Mm -hmm. And I could, just all the prayers of so many people in our church, people reaching out to me right away, people wanting to visit, it was so overwhelming because I had never really been in that situation, and yet God spared me. Yeah. And why am I here in life? What's, you know, what's the reason for me to be here? I have to make more of my life now because if I don't, I'm not learning from this situation. So this has taught me to realize, look, I can't control things. If, if you're going to, if God wants you home, he will take you home whenever that time is. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, it gives me boldness to live my wife life in a way that's pleasing to the Lord, mm-hmm. because when I when it's my time, that's going to happen, and and I, I this is something that I should have learned even several years ago. I mean, you guys know this, but m- many people don't. I was when I was twelve years old, I was hit by a car. Car was going forty mi- forty five miles per hour, and I had no helmet. Car hit me, bike went under the car, I went on top, I cracked the windshield with the left side of my head. I flew off about 30 feet, fractured my skull, I was out, woke up screaming, helicopter was going to come, it was a stormy day, they rushed me to the hospital. I ended up having brain surgery, 50 stitches in the head, and 
you know, same, same thing right there. You would think, you would think even, even as a 12 year old and, and I did learn this life is a vapor. It's so short. It's going to fly. Make the most of your life. Even as a 12 year old, mm-hmm. I'm thinking I've got to make the most of my life. Why am I here? But yet we, we move on week, month, year, mm-hmm. and we go back to, you know, struggles that we have in the flesh or, or, um, just living the American dream or trying to, you know, get a comfortable life. And yet, you know, this is once again, a wake up call. So yeah. I hope that people listening to this show will realize God is control of every situation. He is sovereign and we need to follow his will the best we can because we, we don't know the time we have on earth. True. Yeah. So true. Wow. Well, Greg, you know, to look at you, people may be surprised about all of these challenges you've been through. You're very young and you're fit, you're active, you're hardworking. And again, an outsider taking a look at you would probably never guess that you've been through so many hard times. And yet it's those hard times that have taught you to rely on the Lord. And we just want to thank you for your testimony and that you haven't allowed any of those situations to cause you to become bitter. Rather, you're glorifying the Lord for delivering you out of those hard times. Is there any other advice or word of encouragement that you would want to offer our listeners today who may be chronically ill? Yes. um, So... First off, I would I would say, no matter your situation, you need to re- learn to rely on God, yeah. because God is working in our lives. Many times we don't see it. Many times we have to be hit over the head with the situation. So it'd be so much better to learn these lessons through other people, or just when the trials are simple. And I I don't know if I should even say that, but. You know, they all vary in, in different at different levels. You know, the Bible says, count it all joy. And looking back on it, I absolutely do count it joy because it teaches you so much. But many times we don't learn lessons that we should. We make the same mistakes. We are so dumb yeah. <laughs> over and over, you know. And we go to church each week. And many times we just go through the motions. Go to church if you're going to do something, do it with all your might. Yeah. Just do it right the first time instead of hearing these things, hearing them again, hearing them again, and then we're, we're no different. So let these truths of... You know, it's not like the preachers or our devotions are saying anything that we haven't heard. It's just we don't apply them to our lives and we don't live them out. <laughs> so I would say that's the biggest thing I wish I could encourage people to do. Live out the truths that you know to be true. You, you've decided to live for God. So do it and do it with all your might. Well said. Yeah, definitely. Your testimony had an impact on us. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on our show today. No, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> no one knows what tomorrow may bring. We all need to recognize that our lives are like a vapor. Each day we have is a gift. And whatever amount of time, energy, and strength the Lord has blessed us with should be invested into things that count for eternity. In a moment, we'd like to air an original piano arrangement 
I Need Thee. This was composed by your wife, Jessica, and inspired out of your recent experience there in the hospital. Can you tell us about the song? Yeah, so when I came out of the hospital and I was home, for the first week I was pretty much stuck in a bed. But my wife was at the piano working on an arrangement, which she does fairly often. It's an absolutely beautiful setting, and I am so thankful for my wife. She has a supernatural gift when it comes to music and being able to use that for the Lord.
Thanks for tuning in today to Broken Vessels, Hidden Treasures. It is our hope and prayer that you will find the grace and goodness of God even in trials. We'd love to hear from you, and your feedback is important to us. You can reach out to Paul and Tabitha with comments, questions, or to share an episode with a friend in need through our website at bvhtministries.org. 